Welcome to Season 3 of the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. We start off 2022 on a serious and important note as we address veteran suicide. Numbers are quoted, 22, 20, 19 a day, but numbers aren't the focus of this four-part series because even one veteran suicide is too many. This week, our host and guest explore solutions, tools that have helped them keep one veteran or many from taking their own life. American Legion members, posts, and service officers are heroes on this front. Please share these episodes, these success stories with veterans and families, especially those who may be at risk. This is a special series of the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. We really want to welcome you to this uh, special series, and this is the first of four. We're really going to dig into uh, suicide prevention and awareness. And our first guest today is Abe Abramson. He is a United States Marine Corps veteran. He's been a member of the American Legion for eh, just 32 years and is currently the adjutant of the Department of Idaho. Abe also serves as the director of the Idaho American Legion One More Day program. That's a peer-to-peer program to where trained task force membership help mitigate the situation when a veteran is in crisis, gets them assistance, and maintains contact and support for them in the aftermath. Abe grew up in a place recognized as a suicide hotspot, and he's lost several friends to suicide. Building this program has become a passion for him, and he's eager to share Idaho's model with others, and he's going to share it with us and you after this break. Are squirrels nesting in the backseat of your old car? Is the trade-in value less than the cost of towing it away? The American Legion Vehicle Donation Program is your solution. Tax-deductible auto donations not only get rid of that old clunker, they help American Legion programs and services. Learn more today by visiting legion.careasy.org or call 844-4LEGION. That's 844-453-4466. And here we are with Abe. He's joining us today with uh, some compelling information. How are you doing today, Abe? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Uh, We appreciate it. So we're going to jump right in. And Miss Ashley has the privilege, pleasure, and honor of asking you the first question. Perfect. All right, Abe. So you are very, very high speed and obviously very, very humble. As I'm reading your bio, incredibly impressed with the caliber, your your ethics, all of the things that you've done. And I wanna start off and talk about the Idaho program, uh, the One More Day program, this peer-to-peer model program that you're working with in your community. And I just wanted to have you elaborate a little bit more on that. Okay, Um, actually it's called the Idaho American Legion One More Day program. And basically it's a suicide intervention program, Um, not a prevention program, it's an intervention program. Um, such a large task for the Legion to take on here in the state of Idaho. Um, we've actually partnered with several other groups, those being Courageous Survival. Those are family members who have either attempted or completed suicide. Um, Code 3 to 1, which is a retired law enforcement officer group, and another group called NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, and the American Legion. So in doing these, we have formed peer support teams and veteran intervention teams. So what happens is when there's a 911 call or we find out about a veteran in trouble, we dispatch a three-person team to that address. 
If it's a 911 call, once the officers make sure that the scene is safe, our people can approach. We dispatch in three man or three person teams because we have several women that belong to our group also. At which time our number one person will make contact with the individual. Their job is to open lines of communication, speak to the individual and kind of find out what has driven him or her to the point of contemplating suicide. The number two person that's there watching is kind of a face at the time, but they're also going through our resource guide. We have over 600 different organizations and institutions in the state of Idaho where we can find help. So if we're in the Ada County location in Boise, Idaho here, and the veteran has a drug or alcohol program, then we start working our, our resource guide that way by reaching out to the VA medical. Hey, can we get him to inpatient treatment today, tomorrow? What can we get him? Nope, you're full. We move to our next step. And we work down that list till we get someone that says, yes, we will take them. At which time we leave the scene with that individual. We will not leave them alone. We take them to the facility for them to get help at which time we provide the facility and the veteran with a form where they sign a release form to allow us their information. That information only comes at the end when the veteran is being released from treatment, then they notify us. Now, back at the beginning, I talked about a three-person uh, deployment team. So the third person was just there kind of as a face, just as a friendly person that's there. So after they finish their treatment, the third person really goes into effect by contacting that veteran every single day. Hey, Jim, how you doing today? You having a good day? You having a bad day? You know, what's going on with you? Veteran responds back, you know, I'm having a good day. That's great. You know, I'm here for you. If you need anything, please contact me. If they're not having a good day, then we'll step in and say, okay, I remember in our communication that you like to fish. Well, I know that Jeff likes to fish and he's got a boat and he does a lot of fishing. Let me call him and see if he's eligible or able to go out with you today. So then we connect that veteran with another person and as a friendship kind of thing, because the number two reasons are loss of self-worth and loneliness. Number two reasons veterans commit suicide. So as they work together, now you've introduced another person. So now it's four people that know about this veteran and care about this veteran. And him and Jeff will fish for however long and uh, they become friends. And then our hopes is at one time, you know, he'll call them and say, hey, you know what? I got a bunch of friends down here at my post that have been where you're at. Why don't you come down and meet them? And then we bring them into the post and start building that camaraderie, that brother sisterhood back up. So it's kind of a multi-pronged attack. Um, right now, the state of Idaho has four people that are in one of those three phases right now. Um, not going to jinx it by telling you that we got 100% success rate, but we do right now at this point in time. And even the people that we have talked to that really didn't maybe were contemplating it or the thought had crossed their mind that didn't need to go to some kind of help are really supportive of our team and what we're doing. That's incredible. Just to hear the caliber that 
you've been able to rally so many like-minded folks who, and I love the way that you've used the word intervention in this case, because you're creating this web, this community of camaraderie, again, a legion, you know, byproduct of our continued second service. And to know that you are helping these individuals realize that this is not end all be all. This is your this is opportunity for growth and companionship and that there are folks out there that really genuinely care about you and want to see you happy and healthy and fulfill that purpose and your mission. So I absolutely applaud you, Abe. This is a phenomenal program and with a little bit of my own public health background, I know how important it is to have both the accessibility and have that conversation tree web with all of your providers. And you are creating a bridge for so many veterans in your community. So bravo. Thank you. And that's kind of why we, we thought it was important to, to bring it to the Legion here in the state of Idaho, because we have 99 posts in the state of Idaho, but some of our communities only have five, 700 people live in the community and there's no access to mental health. So the young guys and gals that join the military to get out of their small town and go away to the military and then come back to their same small town, they don't have access of immediate help or somebody that's there in the mental health organizations. So I think that's really a, a downfall in, I don't place blame to anybody, but in taking care of our veterans, it's something that's been lacking. And I'm really glad that we could come together as this team and work as a group to help the veterans. Absolutely. I, I think it's incredibly critical. I know that there's an extensive amount of outreach being done to get in touch with veterans in, in rural areas of the country. And you're providing, like I said, a bridge. And I think that's fabulous. I love it. All right. So. I have some uh, rapid fire kind of follow up with this. Okay. I'm just curious on a couple of things because it's 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 so intriguing and so many people, you know, we talk about the 22, we talk about suicide prevention. Uh, a lot of people don't have a lot of concrete plans. It's uh, amazing to see something like this. And I kind of want to dig a little bit into that. Is there, how did you make an arrangement with law enforcement to go on 911 calls? So, when this idea was first come up, we, we talked about the One More Day program and, and kind of molding it to where we could help veterans. Um, our first step was to reach out to the attorney general and find out, you know, hey, if I send a, if I send a team to a veteran's house and during a dispatch call and it goes south, who's responsible? Well, in Idaho, we have the Good Samaritan Law. So as long as my team is acting in their training, they're not liable for anything that goes wrong. So that was kind of our first step. Another thing is we have uh, built this team with the code three to one, which are retired law enforcement officers. We have on board the Idaho Sheriff's Association and the Idaho Police Chiefs Association. So we've been working on this for almost a year now to build these relationships um, we actually build so far in with the police and the sheriffs that we actually send people into the jail to talk to some of their veteran inmates. Um, you know, we're, we're here to help all veterans. Doesn't matter anything. If you need help, the Idaho American Legion is here to help the veterans. Um, we're one of the few states, we actually have two prison posts 
um, of incarcerated veterans that do amazing things. So it, it's been a lot of little baby steps to get this going and off the ground. Um, another thing that works great too is in the state of Idaho, we have one active duty base, which is Mountain Home Air Force Base. And then we have the Gowan Field, which is the Idaho Garden, Air Guard and National Guard, Army Guard, and along with the Army Reserves. And they're actually sending troops to our training to get the same training that our team is getting to go out on these calls. So when they show up to a drill weekend, they can say, hey, you know, what's going on? You're not your usual self of laughing and joking. And they can start to intervene right there instead of letting him go home in that bad shape and maybe do something he shouldn't or she. Well, that was my second, you got into my second question. <laughs> uh, did you, so since you're, you already said that you're doing training, I'm wondering, did you have to develop that from scratch or were you able to model off of someone else's? So we teach the Living Works Assist Training. It's the Applied Suicide Intervention Training. It's a two-day course. Um, you come in, there's some education in the beginning. And then basically it turns into a lot of role playing. Um, you know, especially with us with veterans there, you kind of watch and learn and kind of goes into your mind. If you were going to do it, how, how would you act and things like that? And people have to respond to you. So that's in our initial training. And then we also do for our kind of, because the assist training is really built for the median general aged veteran. Um, a lot of our elderly veterans don't get the assist program. Um, so there we teach them QPR, which is safe talk. It's a four hour course instead of a 16 hour course. And it just teaches them the correct words to say, because if you're down at the post and the phone rings and you answer the phone, you don't know what's on the other end of it. And if it's a veteran that's in need, you need to know what to say to where to help that veteran instead of telling him kind of the wrong things or her. All right. So these courses, they're courses that they're taking from you or are these courses that are available, just widely available? Um, we schedule them we, with the group that I'm talking about. Um, just to give you an example, um, January 12th and 13th up in Post Falls, Idaho, which is up north, we have a class going. March 1st and 2nd, May 7th, 8th, July 19th and 20th, August 30th and 31st, we already have assist trainings scheduled through the state of Idaho. Um, assist trainings, ours are running right now in a, in a regular class. It costs us about 286 bucks and 37 cents per person to get them through the training. That pays for the instructors, all the education material, um, breakfast and lunch, because it's really a hands-on working compressed 16 hours you do a lot all right we're gonna see the reason why i'm digging for this information pretty soon like in about 30 seconds after our break so you were discharged with a 20 percent disability rating but now you can't hear so well and need help contact an american legion service officer service officers are free of charge and they help all veterans Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org forward slash service officers. All right, we are back here with Abe and I was bugging you about the, the availability of these courses uh, kind of in general, not just specific 
to Idaho or the American Legion, because now my question to you is this, this program seems to be uh, really proactive, reactive, and all kinds of active. And uh, I'm wondering what do you see for expansion and, and potentially taking this outside of just Idaho and getting and getting and taking your playbook and applying it to other departments. Is that something you're thinking about? It is actually, we've actually reached across the border. Uh, Wyoming has kind of a program that they have in the infancy stage of exactly what we're doing and trying to grow it up that way. Um, I've talked to several people at the national level at the American Legion about the program and how it's going. Um, it may not be a cookie cutter program for everybody um, because it would be really hard to run in a, a program like this in downtown LA or San Diego or something like that. But once you get to the outskirts of those communities, like as he was saying, the more rural communities, which a lot of us, you know, that's where we're at in the American Legion. A lot of the rural type communities that are built into their community and provide to their community, this could be another way for them to aid their fellow veterans and their community resources. That's a that's an important point because I I live here in the middle of Los Angeles and I was I was just thinking, a the, the sheer volume of calls that would would come in would require a lot of volunteers, and uh, and yeah it would it would just it would be a lot. So I think one of the things you know that we've tried, and it it seems less uh, it seems less significant now that I'm hearing your your whole scheme, but we did get some people like mental health first aid trained uh, in, at the post level. And that does, and I saw the first part of it is you have to identify those who are at risk. So I, I think we have a mechanism in place because we have like 20 people in uh, my, my post of between 12 and 1300 members that have that, that can hopefully identify some people who are at risk. But now, you have me thinking bigger. Like I need to come up with a, an entire uh, flow chart of what to do after we've after we've identified these people. So I thank you for that. And I'm gonna I am gonna move it on over to my friend over there in front of that giant green plant. And Ashley, it's it's all you. All righty. Um, I'm really looking forward to your flow chart, Jeff. Um, I'm expecting it to be in crayon and lots of colors. It well, will be beautiful. Abe will be able to read it with me. So there you go. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so Abe, I kind of just want to learn a little bit more about you. Um, you have done a lot in your department. You've held so many roles in the American Legion. I know oftentimes uh, you know, we talk about our why, our second service why, and the American Legion has been, I'm what I'm assuming is part of your why. And I wanted to explore a little bit more um, your passion for the American Legion and how you came to be so amazing. I mean, National Recruiter of the Year 2019, you, you know, your National American Legion College alumni present from 2018, 2021, like you've done all of these amazing things. I want to know how you got started. So I actually started, well, let's start with my personal life and my, my kind of drive there. So as I said in that paper that you guys, I grew up 
pretty much in what they called the suicide capital of the world, um, a little bitty town. Um, we had numerous uh, people throughout my high school career uh, commit suicide. Um, I grew up in a little bitty town. There was three of us that were really good friends. Um, of course, we were all military driven, living in a military town. And so I joined the Marines. My other buddy joined the Army. My third buddy joined the Air Force. Uh, we did our tours, came back, still great friends. Um, one of my friends, and I never even, never even fathomed it, but ended up taking his life uh, recently after getting out of the Air Force. Um, so that being the drive for the, the One More Day program, and when we started talking about it and kind of put it all together to make it work, it, it made sense to me coming from a combat unit in the Marine Corps where we take care of our own. When you're in your unit, when you go to Chow, it's with your unit. When you went to town, it was with your unit. When you went anywhere, it was with your unit. And when you get that DD-214, you lose that. You come home back to nothing. So I actually was signed up in the American Legion by a Legion post when I was deployed to Saudi Arabia that said, hey, you're our newest member. Come see us when you get back, we'll buy you a beer. And I came back and like most really, really young veterans, um, I believed in what the American Legion stood for and what they did, but it just wasn't right for me at that time to be a, a go-getter member. So I ended up moving later in my career to a different town and thought, well, I'll go check out the American Legion here. Walked into the post and uh, sat down in a chair and thought, you know, well, here I am, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, a couple seconds later, this guy came over and grabbed my hand and jerked me out of the chair. And he's like, hey, my name's Ron, I'm the commander, how are you? And I'm like, good. And then he says, oh, come over here. You got to meet this guy and this guy and that girl. And this is Sarge Marge. She's a World War II Marine. And you need to meet this person. And I'm like, okay. So I went over and met him. <clears throat> and then he's like, do you still have your dress blues? And do they fit? And I said, yes. And yes. And he said, good, because you're presenting the flag at a funeral tomorrow at 11. Here's your gloves. Here's your hat. You're a member of the memorial team now. And I was like, okay. So that post is a very, very active post. They do about 140 funerals a year. Um, I've probably done over 1,200 funerals with them and presented a flag at quite a few. In that post, we have a member that wears the, their uniform of the same branch of the deceased. And that person, is a person that presents the flag to the family. So we make sure that all branches are covered and everybody gets a flag from a, a fellow veteran from their service. Um, they do a rodeo. Um, they sponsor a lot of community events. They're actually the sponsor of the 2019-2021 World Series champions, the Idaho Falls Bandits. Not throwing a plug out there from a baseball team, but way to go, guys. Um, so that meeting that type of people and a go-getter group that they are. Um, Bob Skinner, the state NEC right now, shortly there became the commander and we have done hundreds of veterans events together 
speaking to veterans, veterans' families, um, getting help to veterans that need it. So my why is why do veterans have to suffer? That's my why. I don't want any veteran to suffer. I want veterans to be productive, be part of the city, help other veterans, help the active duty and reserve guard people and become a team that works together so that no veteran is left behind anywhere or anytime. That's so beautifully put. No veteran left behind. Right. I think our current commander has that as the motto, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and actually the commander last year, uh, Bill Oxford was out here in Idaho visiting and we were talking about our program and I actually took him around and showed him some stuff. And he's, he's a big buddy check guy, which we all should be because that really works. And he kind of referred to our program as a buddy check on steroids, because that's really what it is. You're really getting out there and meeting with the veterans. You know, it's fine to go to the store and, and you see a guy with an army or air force hat or a girl with an army hat or Coast Guard or whatever it is, and you say hi to them and thank you for your service and whatnot. And that's fine and dandy. It's the pleasantries. But find out more about those veterans. Maybe that veteran that you just said, hey, thank you for your service, is living in his car in the parking lot. You know, it's nice to say hi and it feels nice to be said hi to, but engage him in a little conversation find out a little bit more about them. You know, you might see them, they might put a smile on their face, but they might be there at Walmart to buy a box of sleeping pills. You don't know. So I'm not saying that every veteran is in that um, boat, but where we're losing 22 a day, there's a lot of veterans in that boat. You know, I tell my post all the time here in Idaho, if you don't have a phone at your post, you need to get one. And you need to return those phone calls. You need to get veterans that come to your post, whether they're old, young, whatever. When they walk in that post, everybody in the post should stop what they're doing and turn around and say, hey, Jeff, how you doing? Or, hey, welcome to the post. You know, we don't know who you are, but come on in. Make them feel welcome. Because, you know, when my, I've seen a lot of bad stuff in my life. And one thing that sets in my the back of my mind and that I'm always concerned about is if we have a veteran that came to a Legion post and wasn't welcomed there and went home and ended his life because he wasn't accepted by other veterans. And I do not want that to happen anywhere. All veterans should feel welcome no matter where they're going and who they meet. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, neither neither could I. And it, it, it does kind of remind me we're in the midst of some buddy check calls now. And I've come to the conclusion uh, while guilting some of our leadership, I I don't I don't believe anyone who proclaims to be a, a leader in the American Legion can say that if they don't participate in buddy checks. Uh, I want to if before I vote for somebody, I want to know if they have participated or plan to participate, and I'm going to hold them to it publicly. So it, it's that important. And, you know, when we were going through, I was like, you know, I get a little 
I get a little competitive and lose focus of the moment. I'm like, I'm going to get through my list today. And and then I get a couple people took 30 mm-hmm. minutes on the phone. And <clears throat> that was more important uh, than getting through my list in, uh, in time to go do something else. So uh, it's, it's super important. And I, I feel you on that. So uh, let's talk about these buddy checks a little more because I think that's an integral, that can be an integral part in your, in your program, right? Exactly. So it's, we have several posts and, and how I explain it to the post is if you've got 150 members and you have a 10 member executive board, you print off 15 names for each individual and you give them to them. And if the post meeting starts at seven, you show up at six o'clock and make some phone calls. Hey, you know, I haven't seen you in a while down here at the post. Come on down. We're having a dinner this night. The first Friday of every month, we have a steak feed. Please come on and bring your family down. Come down and meet us. Um, You know, like Ashley said earlier, I do a lot of membership stuff. I've been a membership guy for since way back. And I never forget back in 2013, I got back from American Legion College and they were talking about DMS and how it worked. So I'm like, let me try it. So I picked up the phone and called one of the numbers on my list. And the guy who answered the phone after I told him, hey, this is Abe from the Idaho American Legion. I'm just calling to see how you're doing today. And he really hurt me because what he told me at that point was, you know, I've been a member for 21 years and you're the first person that's ever called me. What kind of disservice are we doing to our, our, our members there? You know, and, and buddy checks are not, buddy checks are not, hey, I'm calling you because you haven't paid your dues yet, you owe me money. You know, I got to where I'm doing my buddy checks. I'm, I called a 90 year old guy, um, World War II guy, and I'm like, hey, this is Abe with the Idaho American Legion. I'm just calling to make sure you're still above ground. We haven't heard from you for a while. And he started laughing and we started talking. I was one of those phone calls, Jeff, where I spent probably 20 minutes on the phone with the guy, but you could tell he didn't have that opportunity in his life to speak to many people. And now I have the post commander go out and pick him up and take him to the meetings. So he's actually attending Legion meetings now. And you know, 92 years old, he participates. So to me, that's a great thing. That's, that's what I'm after. I, I like people to belong. Um, Ashley, we were talking about earlier about the American Legion Off-Road Riders Program. Um, Jeff Stoper was out here doing an interview and he asked me a question. He said, hey, why is this new program important to you? And I said, Jeff, turn around and look. You have a 14-year-old girl and an 81-year-old man enjoying the same activity. What more could you ask for? You involve the family, the family is going to stick around. That is absolutely, there's (laughs) there's nothing I have to add to that, which is rare. So, uh, Ashley, do you have anything to follow up with? I am kind of in the same boat uh ava has just been so thorough and has hit on all the touch points just from family programming the expansiveness of what buddy checks are they're not just 
calling for membership dues. It's, hey, I value you as a human being. I haven't seen you in a while. How are you? How how can we bring you to the post? Like, what's going on in your life? Like, tell me how you're feeling. There are just so many ways to have these conversations and continue to build these valuable, valuable relationships in our, our posts and our communities and with our military expanded families. And I think that goes incredibly a long way with all of the core values. You know, a veteran is a veteran and we need to continue to to honor them the best way we know how. And so, you know, let them know the we're here. The only enhancement I would make to your, your comment, Ashley, is uh, a buddy check call should never be should never, about, yes. about membership. In fact, I've had somebody ask me that and you go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to give your name to our, our guy in the office to call you tomorrow. Today's about you. Yeah. Another thing too, um, yeah. your, your buddy checks. Yeah. They're, they're great for the American Legion and the post membership and things like that. And that camaraderie, but you can take it another step forward, you know, challenge everybody that's listening to this show or that watches this program to call or contact five people you served with this week. Reach out to them. They might not be Legion members, but they're still veterans and they still might need something, but you'll never know if, you know, I had one of my uh, ammo men from active duty um, committed suicide years ago. Never would have thought in my life that the man would do something like that, but he wasn't in my Legion family. So I seen him talk to him once a year, but, and it happened. So reach outside of the American Legion, reach out to the people you served with. Like I said, call five people from your, your unit that you were in or email them or message them or whatever you want to do. Just let them know, Hey, you know what? I'm here. If you need something. That's an, Amazing challenge. So uh, Tango Alpha Lima member, Tango Alpha Lima people, universe out there, you've been challenged by Abe. And if you saw his list of accomplishments, you don't want Abe coming over and uh, comparing, comparing notes with you because you'll lose. So just take up his challenge and let's start saving some lives. Yeah, I feel incredibly inspired right now, Abe. Uh, so there's that. Well, well, I'm gonna so I'm gonna just jump in because this we're getting like we're we're so impressed with you. We're <laughs> tripping over ourselves, Abe. We are tripping all over ourselves. And uh, so I just want to personally thank you for coming on here, sharing this uh, wisdom with us. And I know for I know in my case at least, I'm taking some of what you've talked about and I'm going to present it as part of membership program in the department, because I, I believe that membership itself is more than just about getting people to give up money. It's about enriching the lives of our members and making, uh, making membership in this organization a benefit of this organization. People are looking out for you, caring for you and all that. Plus you get to be, well, I'm telling you, when we make those phone calls, again, this challenge is actually gonna be a favor to people out there. When you make those phone calls, you feel better about yourself and the organization and uh, and what you accomplished that day. Because what have you done to save one of those 22 today? If you're making buddy check calls, you have an answer for that. So again, thank you so much, Abe. We appreciate you and applaud you. And some of us are going to be emulating you. So thank you for that. Good. 
Thank you for having me. Um, you touched on one point there. I believe and I know in my heart of hearts that our founders of the American Legion never intended this organization to be a card carrying organization. Remember, it was meant for members to be members to serve other veterans. And, there, and we will leave it with that. <laughs> the American Legion is Veterans Strength in America. We're in your community, supporting veterans, service members, and their families, enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org join. Wow. Okay, Ashley, that was, uh, I'm collecting my thoughts because there's so much there, not just to soak in, but to turn and create into action. So why don't you start in with your takeaways? Well, I'm super happy that your brain is working. <laughs> always a good sign, always a good sign. So Abe is an incredibly impressive individual. His story resonates with me in finding that he was an American Legion member. He had a, took a step back, came back and full force through all of the community events that were happening, he took a solution focused lens to, to everything that was going on. And he managed to create this amazing program that is a model, a pilot in many cases for other departments to utilize. So he is single-handedly amongst his team, you know, changing and setting the standard for how we conduct buddy checks, how we as an American Legion can continue to bolster our programs and our initiatives nationally to combat uh, veteran suicide and to raise the awareness of uh, veteran suicide. So yeah, that's those are my those are my collective thoughts. And and I will say that I I'm gonna agree with you. Um, I'm gonna let's just go ahead Noted. and say whole, let's just go ahead and say wholeheartedly. I think so. His solutions are taterific from Idaho. And I hope oh, to see them. Horrible. <laughs> it is horrible. <laughs> uh, at least I tried not to use spuds because that's overused. But I would love to see them replicated in other departments. But in, in really large departments, I think they have to be replicated in individual cities. It would, it would be a lot to make that program with one central source of, of trained things in all of California, for instance. Um, so I, and it's, it does, it really has me thinking how I can, uh, I mean, I know, I know some law enforcement people here who are in prominent positions in the American Legion. I, I think maybe, I think maybe we can uh, move the needle on that here in California and uh, take the lead from Idaho and just, uh, yep, we're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. So yeah, this is just another great example of how the Legion continues to lead from the front and whether that initiative starts in a local post and it builds out and expands to a district to the state level, you never know what that need is, but it's a see a need, fill a need philosophy. And I think Abe really wholesomely represents how ideas can come to fruition and really make an impact on our communities. So I'm really impressed with him. He's incredibly humble. Huge shout out to the state and all of it, everyone on the team, everyone on this team, Idaho, you're doing a great job. We appreciate you and continue to lead the, lead the hard charge and lead from the front. So we appreciate him. That is, uh, that's true. And so with that, we're going to 
I'm super excited for this series because this was the first one and it was this good. So uh, th let's just say, let's just say, stay tuned because there's even more to come. And even after the series this spring, the American Legion will launch a new initiative to create awareness about veterans suicide and expand programs that provide assistance to those in need. Keep watching legion.org for news of the launch of this program. In the meantime, there are a few things everyone can do to help those in need. One, do a buddy check. Call, text, or drop by to check on a veteran you know to make sure they're doing well and to help them feel less alone. Two, know the warning signs. Understand when a veteran needs assistance and be knowledgeable about the resources available in your community so that you can direct them to the help that they need. For immediate assistance, be sure that you have the, crisis, the Veterans Crisis Line for help, which is 1-800-273-8255 and press one. You can also text 838-255 to get help immediately. And third and finally, donate to the American Legion. Your tax deductible donations help us build new programs to provide support through our service officers across the country. So make sure you go to legion.org backslash give. And remember to subscribe to Tango Alpha Lima on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, review and rate us, preferably how many stars, Jeff? I think five would do it. Five, not three, not four, five, right? Okay, five. I said what I said. So what we said, five stars, preferably. If you want to send us feedback, you can comment on our YouTube or Facebook page. Or you can send us an email at tangoalphalima at legion.org. And with that, with, for Ashley and myself and super producer Holly, we'd like to denounce season three, episode 83, complete. Mm -hmm.